I went to go see The Invisible Man. Oh, I've been hearing good things about it. Oh, it's actually. it's so good. Yeah, uh, it's like terrifying, <laughs> but like uh, Elizabeth Moss, like really just. What a performance. Oh. And, and she is a treasure. Yeah. Like, she really is. Yeah. Um, you, know, I mean, you know, like, we probably shouldn't talk about Scientology on here. We don't, uh, we don't want them to come for us. We don't want them coming we don't want them to come for us. I think I see them outside. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fully operating theme at this point. Why is there, why did the windowless van just pull up outside? Yeah. <laughs> y- y'all don't know that I've spent $300,000 to become a fully operating Thetan. Well done. clear. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah it's really good um and i've read you know some people online talking about um like kind of the portrayal of the relationship and mm-hmm. saying you know beware it can be like triggering for you know women who have yeah. been in relationships with like narcissistic sociopaths yeah. <laughs> because uh it's a lot more common than people think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and it's it was I don't think I've, like, just, like, so, like, viscerally hated a villain in a movie in such a long Ooh, time. Who like, plays the villain? I don't even know his name. Like, mm-hmm. it, I didn't recognize him. Maybe he's been in some other things. But, yeah, it was, like, this was definitely, like, Elizabeth Moss's movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and she provides a really good performance. Her, um, uh, who's the, um, like, Storm Reed, who she was in uh, um, A Wrinkle in Time. Um, which is, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a kids movie. It's, it's a, a kids movie. It's a movie that is like, but you know, like very a tailored. YA adaptation that like, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. And it's very, like, it's very tailored to like specifically like young black girls of like, you know, being like comfortable in themselves, mm-hmm. loving themselves. And like that message does come through very well. Mm-hmm. And, but it's very like, it's not it's very re- niche. Yeah. It, it's yeah. not really like a movie that like tries to like cater to any other audience which is fine because which is like, it's yeah, we an need audience that like movies yeah. for <laughs> young black yes. girls like, <laughs> <laughs> uh and so um she's in it and she does a really good job uh i'm trying to figure out her dad the actor because he is also really good and also just like oh my god what a beautiful man um Ooh. aldous hodge I'll just, just pull up a picture yes, here. Just yes. like, oh my God, like what a beautiful man. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know what I'm doing this afternoon. <laughs> uh, okay, and Oliver Jackson Cohen is the the villain of the movie. I don't, I don't, I've never like seen him in anything that I recognize. But um, yeah, that it was, it was a really good movie. It was intense. Like the whole movie, like from the moment it starts is just like, it's pretty much like her like sneaking out of this guy's house. Oh, like no. she like du- she drugs him with like diazepam to like keep him asleep while she's like getting her go bag and like running out to the road to like meet with like her sister. And of course he like wakes up and like literally like punches through the window and is like, you know, you'll never fucking leave me. You can never leave me. Yeah, I don't know if it's, I can watch this. Yeah, it, it's, it is intense. It's intense. I have too many girlfriends who've like called me having locked themselves in their bathroom trying to escape from the person that they're living with. Yeah. yeah I've had too many of those, so I don't know if I'd be able to handle this. Yeah, and it, and it does a really uh, good job of like illustrating that like relationship of like, you know, the isolating mm-hmm. of, you know, women to like have them all to himself oh, and all of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a, it, it does a really good job. And again, like, like I said, it can be 
like very triggering to anyone who's ever experienced that because it I was like fuck oh my god please <laughs> Uh, so if you're looking for a feel-good movie, let's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good first, first date, date movie. movie. Yeah, that would be a good litmus test of like, yeah. <laughs> who are you rooting for? In this movie? <laughs> well, it's funny because like, I well, I mean, he's kind of misunderstood. <laughs> yeah. You don't get it. Ghost him. Ghost him. <laughs> well, it's funny because as I was like leaving, I was like walking behind like these like three like dude bros who were like talking about it, and like the thing that they were talking about was like the uh like the the suit that he has that makes him invisible like the they're like well that i don't know that doesn't really seem like believable or whatever oh, I was like that's what you got out of the movie okay okay it takes dudes. a lot of energy to get that out of the movie yeah. <laughs> the other parts oh <laughs> uh, but yeah uh yeah recommended um and yeah, well, I guess we'll go from invisible to vanishing today with, nice <laughs> with our show or with our movie, which is Before We Vanish. Um, Tara, you brought this one to us. I did. I, I had never heard of this movie, and it was uh, on a list from io9 of like nerdy movies to watch on Valentine's Day, and it was the only movie on that list of movies that I hadn't seen, and so I watched it and I was like I think I texted both of you immediately yeah. and was like I don't know how I feel about this movie it's really odd it's curious I keep thinking about it and then Colin you were back you were like would you say would you, would you say that you want us to watch this and I was like oh yes. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you did want us to watch this because I fucking loved this movie <laughs> It's so nerdy (laughs) in the best way. Like this is a one of those movies where like it's so heady but so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And and I wonder like it feels like it could be like you know based off of like a manga Mm -hmm. like where the movie is Japanese um, and it has like a lot of like the pacing of. Uh, and again, it may just be like an overall cultural thing of like uh, just kind of like the language and the the mentality of a lot of the characters like really feels like there, there's just kind of this like these like a lot of that goes unspoken, but yes. is really like well portrayed in the um well, because, like, you know, with, like, Japanese language, like, there's, like, this whole thing with, like, subject and how if the subject is assumed, then a lot of times it doesn't go you into, like, the act. Yeah, you just drop it. And so there's a lot of, like, that kind of mentality of uh, so of how subtle. things are said. Yeah. Yes. yes. And so I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and it feels kind of like... Um, like low sci-fi like slice of life like one of those like slice of life type like anime or manga yes. like it, it's really interesting uh and definitely a lot about like the human condition so <laughs> much the human condition and, and that's i think why i loved this movie so much is it, it's like the best episodes of star trek like it's <laughs> this movie is so star trek in terms of like it's it's low sci-fi it's like a bunch of people talking and it's like alien possession but it's also entirely about the human condition yeah uh so yeah the movie itself is about um three aliens who come to earth and they are uh preparing for an invasion but before they do that they are trying to find out like what 
the concept of humanity is through these various concepts that they take from people. And so when they take those concepts from people, the people that they take them from forget them. And then the aliens learn what those concepts mean through the people's perception that they take them from. Yes. And let me use this as a springboard to talk about like my one translation translational issue mm-hmm. is that in the movie they say conceptions. Yeah. Yeah. Which sounds really weird to the American, like to the American or the English speaking ears. Like, no, it's concepts. Yes. But I get how somebody would think conceptions is how you. It's more of a direct literal translation. Yeah, it's more of a literal translation, but it's wrong. It means means concepts. Well, I mean, conception would be more of like the the burgeoning of an idea like exactly as, as opposed yeah. to as like, opposed to the concrete the nature of, nature of, of an idea which yeah. is a concept instead of a conception yeah and the, the title in japanese is actually really interesting because it literally translates as like strolling invaders or like the word they use is samposuru which means like to go out for a stroll or a wander or it's not quite a walk right it's not like walking somewhere it's more a meandering right and so like strolling invaders maybe would have been a better title <laughs> I've heard of the movie rather than this. strolling invaders would be so cool yeah. and uh, going back to like the big heady concepts um i read because again i'd never even heard of this movie and was looking up some reviews the new york times described it as musings on potentially horrifying ideas <laughs> and i loved that <laughs> right that's kind of musing and pondering but also lovely and beautifully shot and it switches from being like a horror movie one minute to like an action to movie a the next, comedy to a comedy to, to a, a romance yeah. <laughs> yeah and then it really has all these wild tonal shifts and I love that about this movie. I, uh, the second viewing, it's even more pleasurable seeing that. But I, I can see how some audiences may find that those tunnel shifts too jarring. I, I, no, I totally see how John Q moviegoer does not like this movie. It, it's very heady. It has lots of tonal shifts. It's, it's kind of all over the place, but that's what makes it so wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, let's should we do a plot summary of some sort, or do we even? I mean, to? I feel like that's pretty much it. Like it is, it is it's, like there are. Uh, so there's again three different aliens, and they are separated when they first you know arrive, uh, and they, as we find out, you know, are able to move from like body to body. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them has like moved from. Um, you know, different animals. A goldfish. She yeah. started as a goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> Moved from like different animals and, you know, it landed on like humans. And um, like the opening scene that we see is uh, pretty much like the, uh, it's, it's like this murder scene. And, it, and we later find out that it was essentially like her like moving through these bodies and like them not being able to handle like the consciousness transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, they're all separate, and there is um, Mr. Sakurai, who's like the reporter. Yes, the kind of past his prime reporter. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and he first encounters he, he encounters the uh, first alien at when he's going to the scene. He's trying to like find details, and the alien pretty much, you know, tells him that he needs a guide and that he needs someone to like take him to find his other people. I think they call each other comrades. They um, do. Yeah. <laughs> and so he is, uh, Sakurai is like kind of brought on as the, like the guide for this first alien. 
uh, who pretty much tells him right off the bat that he is an alien. And then, of course, it's like, oh, yeah, sure. Of sure, course buddy. You are. Yeah. <laughs> but sure he's also, are. like, not just a reporter. He's kind of like a tabloid reporter. Yes. Like, yeah. He's a guy who writes for the Weekly World News. Yeah. Yes. And so over time, he's, you know, learning and kind of starting to believe what's happening as he sees as he sees what they do. <laughs> yes. And then that's contrasted with um, the other alien who has shown up in the body of like a middle-aged um, salary man type character and his wife kind of struggling to figure out like she thinks he's had a mental health breakdown or like that is he getting Alzheimer's? Like why is he not himself? Yeah. Um, and he, she affectionately calls him Shincham, which is like she says his name so much in this movie. It's hilarious. Shin Chan! Shin Chan! Like, oh no. That, also, a very like anime type of thing. Yes. Very anime. Yes. Like. And it is super cutesy. It's like, it's like kind of calling someone like Pizzi Weetzi or something. Okay, because like, I, I didn't make a note about that because there was somebody like, there's one point where they say something like, oh, that's funny, that name. And I was like, why is that yeah. name funny? Or like, what's. It's super, super cutesy, affectionate. And so he gets called lots of different names throughout. He gets called the equivalent of like Peter sometimes, Pete, and then Pichiwichi, you know, and so kind of alternating between all of those. They do a really interesting thing there where um, he's speaking Kago, which is super, super, super polite, like the way you would talk to the emperor level polite Japanese. And she's like, why are you doing this? And then some of the aliens, there's all this confusion around what level of politeness they should be speaking to one another in. And so there are all these little subtle linguistic things that are happening. Oh, yeah, because like at one point she was like, why are you... So being so, so polite. polite, why are you talking so politely? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it's because he's being super. He, he's an alien. He doesn't know. He's not supposed to use super formal, polite with you know if he's pizzy weezy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So, should we go with different scenes? How do you want to? Do yeah. It's such a like again, the movie well switches I, so many tones. I love one it. of the things that uh, like I got kind of right away with this movie is like, why is there three of them? And, like, why are the three of them these distinct personality types? And I'm like, oh, they are, like, Freud's version of the psyche. Like, they are the id, the ego, and the superego. Like, there are these three different archetypes of the peop- of the aliens. Mm-hmm. And it's so noticeable, and there's, it's handled in such a cool way. Like, where the little girl is the id. She's the unbridled, just, like, I want gratification, I want all this. There's the, like middle-aged man who's like the very sweet one who's the super ego he's the conscious and then there's the other one who like is the balance Mm -hmm. and it's so cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah because we're already taking this movie that's very heady and we're gonna put like psychology into it (laughs) (laughs) and that all of the things that are taken we're just gonna do a non-spoiler well i would say well yeah and also i would well and to also like uh you know for my nerdy mind i would say like uh it's also like Chaotic neutral, true yes. neutral, and true then neutral, neutral, and yeah. awful. <laughs> yes, but I also wrote down um, good place ideals of who they are, yeah. like where the id, the girl, is Eleanor, yeah. and then the middle aged man, the one who's the super ego, is Cheaty, of course, and yeah. then yeah. the one who's the ego is Michael. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, I love it. Um, but yeah, and I. Yeah, I think that we can talk about, like, kind of the conceptions that they do explore throughout the movie. Because, like, the first one that we have that's taken is family. Family, And that's from, um, so, Narumi Kase is the wife of 
the of Shinjan, yeah, who has you know been taken over, and her sister comes to visit and is like asking for like help because you know there's like all these family expectations for her to like get married and settle down, and she's like, well, you're always the one like who got to you know get away with everything you got to you know live your life the way you wanted and now all of those expectations are falling on me uh and as they're um as they're talking with like shinchan like there uh narumi like goes to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and they're talking and um yeah shin asks her like well what is the what is family what is family and so she's like explaining it to him and uh, like you know well she's my sister we have the same mother you're my family because uh, you know you're married to her and so like you're my in-law my brother-in-law and then he does the um, you know he tells her to like picture the concept of family like in her mind uh, and then as she does he says well I'll take that well, I'll take that yeah. and just taps he, her on the forehead yeah. yes and, <laughs> and uh, dear Mr. J.J. Abrams take a note this is how you use lens flare appropriately right? <laughs> <laughs> yes we're never going to stop shooting on J.J. for that no, no. <laughs> and it's really subtle and it's a really tiny touch and everything kind of darkens when they take a concept there's a hint of lens flare poke it on the forehead no ray guns, no super techno babble anything. It's but the just person a will gesture. like kind of collapse for a second, and they'll be like, "No, I'm okay, I'm okay." And but then, what I love, and one of the things that like comes through is like anytime a concept is taken from somebody, they are like super relieved. They're so much happier. They're, all, yeah. they're always <laughs> yes. happier to have had this concept lifted from them. Yeah, and that's and that was something. Yeah, I I first noticed it when he goes and he's talking to. Um, like the other guy, um, Maruo, Maruo, I can't pronounce that. (laughs) My Japanese skills are not very good. I can't Um, help you. It's the one where he's like out doing like, he's got the laundry hanging Mm -hmm. and he goes to the Oh, the guy who, um, he takes the concept of possession. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that was like the first time I like really noticed like that, like shift. Um, because with, um, with Narumi's sister, it's kind of like, she's kind of like, well, I don't need your help anymore. Like, I don't need you anymore. I'm fine. I'll be okay on my own. Because, like, because she's so, like, suffocated by her family that when the concept of family is taken from her, now she's free. Yeah. And so, like, that was a little bit more, I felt like I was viewing that more from, like, Narumi's perspective of, Mm -hmm. like, it was, like, really kind of sad for her to, like, see this happening and, like, not really understanding it. Um, but when it was the other guy who had the concept of possession taken from him, it was like, it, it was more of him being like, oh, well, like, I don't own anything. Like, no one owns anything. Like, there's no ownership. And, and then and... we see him later in the movie giving, like, an anti-capitalist speech. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's on a soapbox. Yes. And, he's... And, and that he explains that he's hikikomori, which is, like, a very particular thing in Japan of kind of almost translates to like shut in but it's like permanent shut in yeah like agoraphobia and that like people who never leave their houses or never interact with other people and there's i think i think a million people in japan right now with hikikomori like it's a it's a thing so the idea that he goes from this obsession with possessions and inability to go out in the world to being the radical like anti-capitalist on the soapbox like that transition is so radical (laughs) 
And I love that right around where you're um, talking about, Craig, where you're like, oh, wait a minute. So I, it would be devastating to lose the idea of family. And then the second one that's lost is the idea of freedom. We don't see that for the um, parents right here sitting there like in this vegetative state. Um, and then possession as that you would think that that would it fundamentally alters someone, but they're also much happier, right? So yeah. is but, it revulsion that they've but the, lost this? The parents, or? the parents Joy. of the kid, like the, like, he's like a teenage mm -hmm. um, boy, but his parents were like one of the first things that were just like, that is so terrifying. Yeah. Like the the state that his parents are in, like they're so blissful, but they're vegetative. vegetative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and the way that all of the performers in this, whenever they have something taken, the physical way that they do it with their bodies is so fascinating, right? Like the sister falls to the ground and she's intentionally wearing these like little short shorts. And so her legs like fold under, under her in some awkward way. She's actually a pop star from AKB48. <laughs> but so she falls and hits really hard in her like exposed legs and then kind of moves oddly. The mom, the vegetative mom kind of creeps in while holding her apron and kind of stares wide-eyed at someone in her home and then just keeps walking and yeah. you're like ah! yeah. <laughs> right? and, and the Shin dad is just sitting on the couch and he's just smiling all big and like rolling his head back and forth oh uh, it's so scary it's, and then Shinchan, when he keeps he keeps going for a walk he keeps trying to stroll around right and as he strolls he falls down he gets bitten by a dog because he doesn't know not to communicate you know like a dog that's barking at him yeah uh he, he and the way he moves his body kind of shuffling and awkwardly it is like an alien has something else has taken over his body and it's done really beautifully there's so much wonderful physical acting in this movie yeah. yeah uh some of the other ones that uh when they're going to um meet or they're going they find finally found like the woman or the girl alien mm -hmm. uh because they're they're said to be like children but they they look pretty they look like 20s she's wearing or... she's wearing a junior high uniform at yeah. the beginning of it yeah um but yeah they're um when they go to get her out of like she's pretty much like in like a like a mental facility and uh there's like a detective there who's like trying to figure out like what happened because she was found at the scene of a murder yeah. <laughs> and, and there's a great scene when the detective is finding her like <laughs> like there's all these doctors behind yes. the glass yes. and they're coming in and talking and then all the doctors are running the fuck away and the detective is on the phone oh, and he doesn't noticed. he has not noticed that all the doctors are like <laughs> yeah. running away yes. because she woke up yeah yes. and again this is, it's by the oh, this, it, the director of this movie is primarily a horror director and so all those little flourishes definitely show of like oh dread oh everybody's running away but that character doesn't know <laughs> so cool <laughs> Um, but the concept that they take from him is like the concept of self and other, yeah. which yes. is, and so like after like when they're like leaving, he's like, you know, like I am all or like, I am like, one I am, with everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. he, he actually says, um, <laughs> sure, you're all me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he's lost that concept itself. So, and again, you're like, well, that actually sounds like it might be kind of nice. Or is this terrifying, right? Like potentially horrifying. But he's but also so intriguing. happy yes. at the same time. Like once the concept of self has been taken from him, he's so blissful. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. And then the next one to go is my personal favorite is the work. work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want to set us up for that one, Craig? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, because Shinzi... 
uh, comes, yeah, <laughs> goes to uh, Narumi's job uh, to find and her. And she's a like graphic artist, like a designer. Yeah. Uh, and, she, okay, I, I thought it was like an architect. No, um, she's a designer because like her boss wants her to design this logo. Oh, this right, that's right. Roll out for the architecture yeah. firm. Because yeah. yeah, I was just yeah remembering the uh, him like smashing like the like <laughs> he, the models. He smashes all the models. <laughs> that's so awesome. Which is interesting because that's another uh, in Invisible Man. Elizabeth Moss is an architect. Oh, so. oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I was like, wait, that's weird. That's that's weird. But, but she's put on this deadline because she like he's offering her this big job to design the whole rollout for this publicity yep. campaign. And he has like do. a mild come on to her in a previous scene yeah. which yeah. she rejects, right? And so like as they're uh, as she's like leaving, he's pretty much like telling her, you know, get it done, blah, 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 boss things. Oh, is, is it okay because your husband is like in the hospital? Oh no, he's convalescing at home, but is that going to compromise your work? And she's like, no, I promise I won't. <laughs> and so yeah, uh, so yeah, Shin Chan rolls up and uh, you know, pretty much does the same shtick of, yeah. What what is work? You know, what what does it mean? Like, Picture what is this it concept? Picture in your mind, and it's, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but before this, like, she's like very proud of this work that she's done. She's done this whole campaign. She's designed this whole new thing. He's like, well, I don't like this color. Like, why didn't you just steal something that worked from somebody else and just take that? Like, that's so much easier. Yeah. And and he's that character is really embodying a particular type of Japanese salary man, like hitting every gross, you know, note of it. But, <laughs> so... but like when he's hitting on her mildly before, then there's another scene where he's like rubbing her shoulders and she's like, no, I don't want this. And then he's like, oh, all right. Well, if you're going to reject, like the yeah. very sexual harassing yes. retaliation. Like, Have either of you seen Agretzuko? No. Oh, is that the one where she sings karaoke? Yeah, yes. like death metal karaoke. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like uh, it's from Sanrio, the same people that do like Hello Kitty. Yep. Um, and it's a Netflix show, and it um, there's like a scene where that like happens, and she's uh, you know her boss is being a creep, and pretty much this like almost exact same type of scene, and yeah, she like walks into the bathroom, and she's just like. Oh yeah, it is it is so like accurate to like the the mundanity of yes. like corporate life and just yeah. Is it note for note? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So when he has his concept of work taken away it is, he's like a little child. He's, he's running around the office. He's jumping on chairs. He's throwing paper airplanes. <laughs> and all the stuff are like, boss, what's going on, dude? Like, what? What's wrong and with you? And then there's all these like models, these like paper models of buildings. That they, and then he's smashing them like he's Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. So watching him lose his sense of work, that's for me is an extremely pleasurable my sister who just moved from living in for 13 years in Japanese work culture was like she's like she's he's uh, sorry that Shinjan is cleaning up office life in Japan this is awesome (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah and then uh, how he also starts making all these like woo wee wee like he's very childlike as a result of, of losing his concept of work I would like to have that one removed at least one day a week right Uh, but I do love like Narumi and Shinzi's like their 
relationship, which is like, yeah. a, <laughs> well, cause so before uh, he loses his memory, like when they're first like talking at the hospital, it's like pretty clear that like he was like cheating on her. Either he was cheating on her or she was cheating on him. I, I, I cannot He's tell. Cheating. I think she, he was like, cheating on her because, he was cheating on her. cause she was like talking about like how he had have like all these like business trips and with, like, yes, young with like some young secretary. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so this is kind of like a reset button for like their entire relationship. Their whole relationship, and uh, it's so hard to get into this without getting into like what the actual core of this movie is, because the concept that they can't grab a hold of is love. Mm-hmm. And, and so the couple begins with they each have their own single bed in their separate rooms like her bed is in her studio his is kind of in like the man cave area right they're, they're clearly not sharing a bed anymore and he's both Shinchan and not he's both the alien and then the kind of alien and Shinchan fuse over the course of the movie and like a lot of narratives the idea that you would rather be married to an alien than your asshole husband is <laughs> definitely in here somewhere yeah <laughs> but it's very sweet in the way they interact with one another and they kind of learn tenderness again there's that what did you say well yeah because that how you characterize it i'm trying to figure well, out yeah because yeah because that you know over time like she becomes like his guide mm-hmm. and there's like one scene where it's um they're like walking out it's like uh it's at night and there's like you know the gang of toughs that like are starting to like chase them down uh and they like are running away uh and then as they like finally get away like shin chan like turns back around and he's like well i like i just wanted to talk to them and see like who they were and then she like turns back around and then like he's gone and then once she finally catches back up with him she's like just like really upset she's like you know like, why would you run away from me? You know, I thought I was your guide. I thought I was your trusted, trusted partner. partner. Like, that was just, like, a moment where it was just, like, like, I feel like these are things that she was, like, not able to say to, like, Shin-Chan before. And, like, now that there's, like, she's kind of have this time to, like, relearn, like, who he is and, like, what the relationship means. She's, like, becoming more, like, open and, like, learning to like you know love him all over again well there, there's like such a beautiful line like once like the concept of love like does get communicated and like there's this thing where she says i don't feel any different which is to say that like she never truly loved him before mm-hmm. but now that like it's the al- half alien half him she does like truly love him yeah layered and beautiful in all these <laughs> And it has this kind of, you know, philosophical bent, but then also very, like, this real sweetness and tenderness between the two of them that emerges. And that actor is um, kind of known for taking odd but good roles. Like, he was in Taboo, um, which I don't know if any if you all have seen that. It's about, um, he plays, he's like 20 when he's in this role, but it's basically the gay samurai movie. <laughs> That's the short <laughs> version of it, right? But I would he, like to see yes, that. Yes, <laughs> I, I think you would. But he, he's about 20 and plays like the one that all the older samurai fall in love with um, and kind of stirs up their samurai clan. Uh, but he's kind of like the, like, like a William Defoe type actor, right? Like, obviously of a different generation, but takes really interesting, odd roles. Yeah. And is always really good in them. Well, so, like, yeah. like a Willem Dafoe. Like yeah. a Willem Dafoe, right? <laughs> but that's what my sister came up with that, because I was like, help me, who, who is he like? Who is he like? So, thank you, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> but when, like, 
he's trying to get the concept of love. They're at a church. Yes. And they like a a Christian church in Japan. And there's like these little kids who are singing these hymns and everything. But then they sit down with like he's asking the kids what is love. And you're like, don't take it from the kids. Don't Don't take it from the kids. Don't take it from the kids. Oh no. And you're so scared that he will, but he doesn't. But then they sit there like the priest comes in there like, oh, this man wants to know what love is. And so they sit down and he starts reading him first Corinthians. Yes. And that it's the only time that they do direct address to the camera that the priest or whatever type religious person, minister, <laughs> minister yeah. whatever he is, he's looking directly into the camera being like, well, no one can picture all of love. And, you know, it's this very interesting moment where you're like, oh, is he going to take the concept of love from the priest? Oh. <laughs> yeah, because then but, we, we cut and it's like he's just like walking back into. But the, the priest is reading in First Corinthians and then he comes back out and he's talking to his wife and she says, did you take it? And he says, no, it was impossible. Mm-hmm. Like no one can picture love clearly. Like mm-hmm. this is there's. There's no way to conceptualize this. Mm-hmm. And the whatever the I'm just gonna because as long as we're doing the direct address, so he does direct address there. And then every time they take something, it's this really odd two shots, right? So if two people are in the frame, and usually like you kind of either are side by side, like you're driving in a car, or you're like looking over someone's shoulder at the other person. Instead, it's this really weird technique where. Um, like one person is their shoulders are mostly filling the frame and then the person they're speaking to is kind of just off center to the left <laughs> right I don't know how to, I just drew it you drew it. <laughs> we're, right? like we're looking at how your you drawings right now <laughs> but it's just this very odd framing and I, I like the way he takes this slice of life right of and then with the sci-fi kind of philosophical bent and just everything's a little bit off right the framing's always a little bit off right? yeah the way everyone's speaking is just a little bit off the way everyone's you know moving is a little bit off i just i love how they just take something very familiar and make it just unfamiliar enough while still recognizable yeah um they also do um the we haven't talked about the uh, health minister <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> there's the. So yeah, because yeah, um, Sakurai is approached by yeah the quote unquote health minister, uh, who you know their their angle is saying you know this is the virus that's starting to spread. Yeah, um, and the mental health cases have shot up in the area. Yeah, and so he you know gives him a a GPS with a switch on it. And of course it's, it's, it's you can turn it on and you off. You can turn whenever, it on or off whenever, whenever you want, you want yeah. to, whenever you want to <laughs> see this light. It turns on when I flip the switch yeah. and that means that it's on. And when it's the lights not on, that means that it's off. You know, whenever you're approached by a weird government official who gives you a tracker in a black have, windowless van, they yeah. have your best interest in mind. Yeah. <laughs> but the way he speaks, someone who, you know, like is far more adept in Japanese than I will ever be could describe it probably better the way he's speaking is so fucking weird he'll be like does you <laughs> right he, it'd be like if i suddenly was like this <laughs> right? if i started talking yeah would you like the gps tracker <laughs> like it's so odd <laughs> right so when he first comes in you're like oh he's an alien <laughs> right? oh maybe he's not is he is it a virus you know that you start kind of questioning and taking that, that again taking one thing and just tweaking it slightly to make it that odd unsettling quality. yeah and that is like something that like yeah you, you question is like the audience and that they question within the movie of like uh because yeah narumi is like you know wants to take 
uh, Shinchan to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Because, oh my God, that hospital scene. Yeah, yeah. In coronavirus. When, 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 yeah, and with, with what's happening in the United States right now with like the panic over coronavirus, which is really not that big a deal. Like, wash, wash your hands. Wash, wash your, your hands. hands wash your hands and wash don't your touch your face. Um, but like, there's like lines around the block and people are freaking out and like there's this hysteria happening because this whole thing about oh, a virus has gotten out and. Uh, it, yeah. It's so pointed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that scene I found very scary. <laughs> I was like, I could see this happening. Yeah, and I think that with like the the tone shifts of the movie too, yeah. like it it is like easy to believe that like, well maybe this has just been like a virus this yeah. whole time. Maybe this is just like a really weird, weird. thing, like but perfectly like earthbound. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is it, it gives you that like plausible deniability of uh like what the story of these quote unquote aliens are yeah. like throughout the movie. And it's a wonderful misdirect a couple of times. Cause you really are like, Oh man, maybe this really is a virus or not. Right. <laughs> I, I love, again, I love how they keep misdirecting us and moving us around the soundtrack. Also the score, I only noticed this the second time through, but there are like sections where, especially in the action scenes where it could be like Danny Elfman level. Like, come, well, come. One of the first things <laughs> I wrote down, actually the second note, the first note I wrote was Japanese paramount because, there was a yeah a <laughs> where they just show like a mountain and then get some yeah. Japanese characters come to save the studio and like oh Japanese Paramount that's exactly what I thought <laughs> but the, the, the second thing that I wrote down was lighthearted like boopity like music as this girl in a like middle school uniform is walking down the middle of the road covered in blood and by the way we're four minutes in that was the second thing I wrote down. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, I think to like, uh, well, we can build up to uh, the kind of final moments where, uh, so the, again, these aliens are all trying to get in contact with each other so that way they can like pull all of the concepts that they've gotten. Uh, and we have the scene where um, like Sakurai has been trying to find like Shinchan this whole time. And when they finally like confront each other, it's like really, again, it's an understated type of moment where uh, he goes to like Narumi and he tells her, well, you know, what's going on? Like, have you noticed anything different? He's like, your husband is an alien and I'm also a guide. And she's like, oh, well, okay. And she's like, well, he's like, you need to leave. Like, just go and don't stop going. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then as they're going outside to actually leave because that's what Narumi was planning anyway. Uh, there's like the van just like comes like reeling in and like knocks over like a bunch like, of trash misses bins. them and then like goes another like hundred yards past them yeah. and like suddenly stops. <laughs> and then the other two aliens come out and then there's just like this quiet moment where they're all just kind of like looking at each other and then Narumi like pulls Shinchan into the car and like starts to drive away and he's like, Yeah, it's done. Like that was it. <laughs> and it was like it wasn't anything like crazy, like nope. there wasn't like yeah, like the glowing arcs of energy nope. as they like locked like locked eyes with each other. It was just like, Nope, that was that was it. We did what we needed to do at the end. <laughs> uh and then as they are going to like the the base where they need to like find like the energy source so they can like tap in the transmitter 
button. Yeah, because the whole time they've been switch. building a communications device. Yeah. Yeah, so they can signal their, like, fleet or whoever to begin the invasion. Yeah. yeah. And then um, as they get there, of course, like, the national health minister, like, pops up and... Um, <laughs> And he and from them he takes the idea of pest and friend, right? The idea of something oh, that's of, of like parasite. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And he's like, yeah. Then he's like, oh yeah, we're all friends here. Yeah. Like yeah, we're let's get, get along. Yeah. Everybody gets along. <laughs> <laughs> Again, much happier after having this concept removed. Uh, and then as they're like doing that, like the, um, so Sakurai's like arc this mo- this whole time has been kind of. Him deciding whether or not he wants to side with the aliens or side with humanity. Uh, and, you know, he's talked with, like, the the boy alien about, you know, whether or not all of humanity would be mm-hmm. eliminated. Like, if potentially he could be, like, saved as a sample. A sample. <laughs> a yeah. sample. Yeah. Uh. Uh, and he, like, ends up deciding to help the aliens and... Even after the boy alien is killed, um, he continues to go through with their plan to uh, turn on the communication satellite to send out the signal. But I, I also thought that he was possessed, like at that point, because like his leg is broken and he's dragging his broken leg behind him with like no pain and no anything. So well, there's a subtle moment again on the second time I watched it, I picked up on that. Okay. So that. There is a moment where the young boy is dying and the reporter is over him and he's like, take my body, take my body, like you need to complete your task. And they start darkening the image and the young boy's expression in these weird two shots, (laughs) his eyes get a little bit bigger and then they just cut to the next scene. So it's implied that Uh, he took over the reporter's body. Yeah, I I read it as that he took over the reporter. Yes, and so whereas the first time I watched it, I read it as, whoa, he's just betraying humanity. Go for it, dude. (laughs) Well, I mean, he did still offer his body up. But that's so much of his arc because his arc, like we see like at the beginning that he's divorced and he has a kid and like he's this guy who's like longing for this other human contact and so once he like befriends these aliens, Mm -hmm. it's like this other like... He's actually finding some friendship. He's finding like meaning, meaning, and connection with them. And so he latches onto the aliens, even though he's betraying the whole human race mm-hmm. to like their doom, because he's found a connection with them. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And again, you don't know who to root for. I love this. Yes. You're like, wait, if humans lose these things and are so much happier, maybe that is a good idea. That's kind of horrifying, right? Like. <laughs> But at the same time, like, look at how miserable everybody is, you know? Yeah. Or do we want to, um, or, or is, is alien invasion a good idea, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll take a little break here and then we will get back to the end of the movie. And we're back. All right. So, yeah, let's uh, talk about this uh, body swap (laughs) that I totally missed. (laughs) Well, yeah, it it was definitely weird. First of all, it was like, uh, as as, uh, Sakurai is, you know, fighting, like, to, I guess, distract this drone from 
like lo- locking in on the van with the satellite. All I could help thinking was like he brought a gun to a drone fight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because oh this, this plane, it's like a B-52. <laughs> like strafing him and dropping all these bombs and he gets like knocked over. <laughs> and then he's got like a broken leg and he's dragging the broken leg behind him and then he's got like a like a modest gun that he's trying to shoot down this plane with. <laughs> and that was another one of my drawings is of him getting up because he's kind of face down. Oh and yeah, he's, he's like lifting up his butt. Yeah, and like kind of stands up butt first somehow. <laughs> Again, totally fascinating physical choices made in this movie. Yeah, and I was I definitely like as he started walking, I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely one for like the Ministry of Silly Walks. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yes, he's like dragging. He's got this sunglasses on and this like totally wild smile as he's like chasing. He's like on the attack to this plane. It's very fun, fun action sequence. It's like, oh, this is where all your budget went. (laughs) Yeah. And then from there, it cuts to like, again, another like tone shift because Mm -hmm. we go, we see Narumi and Shinchan who are Mm -hmm. like, in like a hotel room and they're like you know talking and she's pretty much like you know talking about how this is like the closest that she's ever felt to like Shin and uh in that moment she says well like take like love for me no no no, before that she says why don't you kill me oh right and she's trying to force him to strangle her to death and he's like i can't do it like i I don't want to hurt you and you're like that's the whole point why why won't you kill me and the point where she's forcing him to take love from her is where i the first time i ugly cried (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) when when she's like no like uh, she's forcing him to take love from her Mm -hmm. because like for the in this one instance like for the first time in their entire relationship she can clearly picture what love is like in this moment in this moment like the way that she loves him is like it's the first time that she's like really felt love and so she is like forcing him to take love and then he takes it and kind of falls over right yeah this is yeah the first this is the first time that an alien because we see this time and time again when an alien takes a concept from a person the person like falls over and like has to get back up but this is the first time that an alien is like staggered yeah Oh, it's really lovely. It's it is. so romantic and the the invasion is happening off camera sort of where there's like this odd light that's kind of filtered through and, and it's like causing all these explosions all over the mm-hmm. place. Yep, and it's but this is before they get to, before they get to the ocean even in that in the um hotel room, I guess whatever that is, wherever they are <laughs> on the bed. And so it has this kind of like magical mystical lighting while he's trying to strangle her to death and then she takes he takes her concept of love. It's very beautiful and moving. Total d- different tone shift than the like I'm going to shoot down a plane <laughs> of the previous scene. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, when they do go, they're like going to like stand on like, you know, the edge of this cliff to like watch as the invasion happens. And, like, you can just see, like, Narumi is just completely just, like, just dead inside. She's just, yeah, completely just, like, nonplussed, just completely, like, emotionless. Meanwhile, Shin-chan is like, wow, everything's so beautiful, (laughs) right? And he's blissful now that he has this concept of love. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, we see that, like, and again, you see, like, when the, like, all those explosions are happening, too, and he's, like, desperately trying to protect her, and she's literally just, like, 
Whatevs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No will to live. Okay, the, this for me was the only like, ah, did we need that record scratch? Is the kind of not so great CGI and green screen in that scene? Well, yeah, it's, it's not great. If, the comets are like yeah. <laughs> coming <laughs> like, out of the sky. It's like, did we really need this scene? I get that he's protecting her. It could have just been like a hailstorm or something. Like, we didn't need the sci fi component of it for me, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah because this movie is like one of those types of sci-fi movies that I really love where it's like so all about the intellectualism it's all about the ideas and not about the special like, effects special effects the sci-fi and quotesness mm-hmm. of it and you're right like that that's the one part of the movie that kind of betrays the whole concept very um uh man from man Earth. very man from Earth. yeah yes. <laughs> um yeah, another episode of ours that you should listen to. Yes. Go yeah. back and write that if, if you like this episode and you like this movie, you should watch Man from Earth and yeah. then listen to us talk to my brother about Man from Earth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, it, yeah, we cut to like two months later mm-hmm. um, and we find out that uh, the alien invasion didn't go as planned. Like the aliens called off the, their invasion because they found out about love. Yeah. And I don't know if they ever explicitly say that, but it's very heavily implied. Well, and I think that yeah. they, and I don't even necessarily know if, I don't think it was like the full invasion that they were going to, because we see that like the doctor that he's talking to is an alien. Like, uh, and so. Do you think that, that, I have so many questions about this ending. Can we, because I don't actually know how the, it ends. Well. So, so do you think that woman was an alien? I'm pretty sure. Like, I, I'm. I was, she, she well, I was 50-50 on whether she was she refers to, like, humans in, like, a very, like, outside looking yes. in type of way. Yes. Yeah. So I, I assume that she's an alien. Or she knows that Shinshan is an alien. Maybe. Like, is yeah, she it was it was knows? hard to parse this part of the ending. Yeah, which yeah. I love. I love that yeah. it didn't have a super clear like little bow and tied upness at the end. But I could see how some viewers would be like, "Just tell us how it ends." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the doctor, the female doctor, is maybe an alien who's helping humanity to recover. Yeah, that that's what I got from it. Yeah. and so like, yeah, we find out that like some humans or most humans have like started to like regain like the notion of the concepts that they lost um but narumi has it and this is the the other part where i ugly cried is when he's bringing her this orange and like he's trying like he's trying to express his love but she has lost the concept of love and like that she gave up the concept of love to save humanity Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful and heartbreaking like it's It's the first time we have voiceover, and he's like, "I'll be with you forever." You know, it's like, "Ugh." <laughs> yes. And the orange—that's a mekon, it's just like a kind of tangerine—and they're also used as like offerings at temples, right? So there's yeah. a, that kind of double meat. Like, he, there's a reason it brought that fruit and not like a pear or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So there's like, it's, there's an offering component almost. It's like a very subtle nod to that. Yeah, it's so. And she's just, and the, I think the last shot of the movie is just her blank face. Yeah, yeah. Her blank expression. That's a hard place to land. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's this movie does so many like really interesting and cool things. Yes, and it's, it's great. <laughs> yes, and, and it's it's so uh, kind of hard to wrap your head around, which I think is why a lot of people didn't like it. And this 
it might be a good transition into stats. If, oh, unless you go, guys yes. have any other notes. No, no, no. Um, go for it. So this movie has a 6.0 on IMDb. It has a 64 on Metacritic, an 80% Rotten Tomatoes, and a 49% Audience Tomatoes. And I think that's Which a mismatch. Which is very telling team. in terms of like, <laughs> like critics love this. And like your average moviegoer is like, I don't get it. Yep. <laughs> this is weirdly paced. But also... Why are there no ray guns? <laughs> this movie has a worldwide gross of 446000 Oh No, $448,000. Wow. Oh. Hmm. Well... I guess that, I don't know, because I, again, never heard of this movie. Yeah. No. Well, it, until you told us about it, I had never heard of it. I'd never heard of it till IO9 put it on a list for Valentine's Day. It's on Hulu. You know? Yeah. Y- y'all can watch it on watch Hulu, it on Hulu for Hulu. free watch right it on now. Hulu. Watch it. Watch it. Get those, those, those stats up. <laughs> or, stats. you know, just buy it on VOD. Like, yeah. go yes. buy this movie on VOD. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 can, I can see that. It's... It's, Again, if if you're going into this expecting like alien invasion, if you're sci-fi expecting movie, pew pew, it's not like it's not yeah. anything like that. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna give you like Independence Day. Yeah, like no. it's it's not gonna give you anything like that. And it's very again, it's uh, it's very like low sci-fi in terms of like the. Like again, the level of like you know technology in terms of the mm-hmm. you know any sort of effects. Mm-hmm. Like it is really just like yeah. an examination of like the human condition. But but if you're going in expecting Man from Earth or Arrival or Europa Report, yeah, like it is the inverse of all of those. Movies. Well, again, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's all of that, yeah. but like also wrapped in like Japanese culture and sensibility. Yes, it's so and Japanese. So, like that, it's, that it's can very be, very Japanese. Again, very much like the one inch barrier that like Bong Joon Ho like you know, described, there is that other barrier of, um, well, it's not my culture and I don't care to understand it. So I'm just going to, if I don't get it, then it must not be good. You know, that type of thing, (laughs) (laughs) which is a little bit bigger of a barrier than one inch, like the (laughs) subtitles, um, which again, already just stops a lot of people. Which stops probably (laughs) maybe 50% of people like from watching it at all because they're like, well, I have to read the subtitles. And you're like, well, just read them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, I, f- I would re- definitely recommend this movie. I think that oh, if you are 100%. a fan of, um, yes, yeah, something like Star Trek, if you are a fan of, of the arrival, but with less of, of the arrival, but part. with less of the tech, yeah, technical yeah. elements. It's, it's like, it's ponderous. It's wondering, it's questioning as crazy tone shifts as we've discussed it's got it all it's like an action romance it's, sci-fi it's a comedy it's a romance it's a horror it's sci-fi it's it's so many different movies like wrapped up in this messy beautiful bow yeah. yes and i think not to like again not to like conflate them too much but i do think that if you enjoyed parasite this would be a movie that you would yeah. enjoy very too. much like so. it, it is yes. like while parasite you know explores like the concepts of like wealth inequality and you know capitalism and and all of those things uh in a way that um does bend genres this does the same thing for like the human condition and the con in a very full and a lot of philosophical concepts um and so yeah i I think that there are there's a little bit of overlap there Mm -hmm. even though like the filmmaking style is you know very Very different different, um but i think that if that's something that appealed to you about parasite like that this is something that would probably interest you too Mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah 
And I think that if if people linked it with Parasite more, they'd be more willing to watch it. It's been so successful <laughs> in the U.S. <laughs> okay, so should we move to recommendations? Yeah. All right. Yeah. If you like, I'm gonna go first because if you like this movie, as we said, Man from Earth, and listen to the podcast that y'all did about it, <laughs> um, I would also say The Man Who Fell to Earth with uh, David Bowie. Uh, I would say Solaris, the first one, the Tarkovsky one, not the remake with George Clooney in the aughts by Steven Soderbergh, but the original one. That one is even longer, even slower, even more ponderous. It's beautiful. It's like four hours. Everyone should watch it at least once. I try and watch it every couple of years. It's really quite, it's very moving. It's based on a um, Polish uh, science fiction story, uh, novella, or I guess it's a full novel. Anyway, okay. Uh, I would also say Primer. Uh, I've mentioned this one before. The one, uh, the time travel. Yes, yeah, I saw that movie. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's, again, mundane science fiction, right? Like, it's every day, and it's, the stakes are, in this movie, about, like, my relationship with Shin-chan versus, like, but there is the whole, like, element of, like, all of humanity, but it's very grounded. It, in, it's, it's one of those movies on everybody's list of, like, the best time travel movies. Yes. Just, <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Yes. And it's kind of everyday problems. Um, and then I would recommend the book, the th- uh, which is a series, a, tri- a trilogy, The Three... The uh, three body problem which is just uh, it's a big hit now it was a huge hit in china it's finally been released in english but if you like i don't want to even just associating these two movies might give away too much of the plot of three body problem but um it, it has a similar kind of ponderous lots of different tones um questioning human condition type things from a chinese science fiction author oh very nice yeah. Colin, what do you got? Well, as we are recording this, um, season four of Mission to Zix has just started coming out. Um, It's one of those podcasts that I save for when I can get home and use my over-the-ear noise canceling <laughs> because the sound design is so rich and it's so layered. But also, now that they're on the Max Fun Network, they have a full symphony orchestra that does the score oh. for it, and it's amazing but that's not my main recommendation uh that's a side recommendation there are tons of star trek episodes that have aliens taking possession of humans um but the one that i'm most specifically going to recommend if you like this movie is season four episode 11 of star trek enterprise Mm. um it's called observer effect where these non-corporeal aliens take over um two of the crew members from the enterprise and they have the prime directive before Starfleet has the prime directive. Mm-hmm. So they're observing humanity as they encounter this virus and how they're going to react to it. Mm. But they also like, it's like we are going to observe without interfering and it's so, so good. All right. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> Enterprise is like one of those shows that is kind of overlooked. Like a lot of people dislike it. I think it's a very good show. The theme song is worse than sin like yeah. a- avoid that theme song like as soon as the skip intro button I have a hard time with that yeah it's just so off-putting <laughs> yeah. yes. but this is my favorite episode of enterprise because it is like beautiful and brilliant in terms of talking about like alien position but also the prime directive and mm-hmm. how we deal with Great. that so yes season four um episode 11 of enterprise good stuff um uh, again, the Invisible yeah. Man, mm-hmm. highly recommended. Um, kind of a silent observer, but in a really creepy way. <laughs> 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 um, also, uh, 
Castlevania season three just as like a general recommendation because I love it and I just finished it and it's so good. Um, and again, it's a, it's another one actually, again, the human condition is, is very like steady, like humanity, um, questions of whether humanity deserves to exist or be mm-hmm. obliterated are within the new season. <laughs> That's all um, tackled in this episode yeah. that I was just talking about. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I guess even in the, I mean, it's it's been from the beginning of Castlevania because the whole start of the series is Dracula's wife is murdered by like, um, like the religious, like overly religious institutions of like the 1500s. I can't remember the specific decade, but um She's like essentially a scientist, but they, of course, it's witchcraft. Witch. <laughs> She's a witch. Uh, and so they, yeah, they kill her, which sets Dracula on a mission to destroy all of humanity um, awesome. for their, you know, ignorance and their hateful ways. And yeah, and, yeah. So Castlevania overall, this last season really digs into like the characters, um, with while still having like some fucking amazingly animated action scenes um and just yeah saifa belnades is just oh my god like (laughs) she is that girl like she is like the one like every time she's like on screen anything she does i'm just like yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah just again uh, overall just an amazing amazing piece of animation and storytelling um which again, just more more anim- more people just appreciating animation like as something outside of like something for children because yeah, yes. animation for adults. Yeah, yes. like every other country has this figure. Not yes. for children. <laughs> Castlevania yes. is definitely not for children. I, saw, I think it was this morning that it was in the top ten of TV on Netflix. That makes sense because I think I've seen a lot yeah. of people talking about it. Yeah, um, and they should be because it's it's fucking amazing. I think IGN gave it like a ten out of ten, and it's like one Whoa. of the yeah. like very few shows that they really give a perfect score to so um yeah i mean i you know can take really ign overall in terms of their ratings or whatever but well all these ratings again exactly that's anything art is subjective yeah exactly it's like (laughs) but i think a lot of people will like this so um definitely check that out um, yeah, you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at IWITWT. We are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash IWITWT. IWITWT.com is also our website. I thought of another one really fast that if you like this movie, you might like Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson. It's a French production. Oh, yeah. But okay. that, yeah. yeah. I've heard of that one. I'm a, uh, yeah. I, yeah. You can see where Star Wars stole a lot of ideas from that movie, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, yeah. So you can find both Colin and I individually. I am at Catharticus. I am at Colin Munch. Right on, right on. Thank you all for listening so much. And watch this movie, please. Yeah, watch this movie. Watch this movie. <laughs> we want you to watch this. Um, also, please leave us a review on all of your podcatcher things. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, I think is what they're calling it still. So that... Um, Anywhere, anywhere or Stitcher or yeah, wherever Stitcher, you're listening. like yeah give us five stars uh, tell your friends about us tell your friends to tell their friends that we can be friends start a chain letter yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah let them know that if they don't pass this along if they don't we'll pass along if they don't share this podcast <laughs> yeah. with ten friends they're gonna have bad luck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright thank you so much for listening goodbye
And what is the nature of podcasts? Picture it clearly in your minds. I'll take that. <laughs>